From high atop Rocky Road in Moab, Utah, it's KZMU News. I'm Molly Marcello. This is your news for Wednesday, September 14th. Moab City is working on a complex issue. Staff and elected officials are figuring out how to repair recent infrastructure damages while mitigating future ones after an August flood tore up downtown. And they also have to figure out how to pay for it. So this is just the cover page. There's like 15 spreadsheets hidden behind this. Moab City engineer Chuck Williams at last night's city council meeting. Before him, a slide presentation titled Documented Damages. As he told the council, there are quite a few. Number of major damage, number of minor damage, numbers affected. From debris removal to roads and bridges to damages of water control facilities, the numbers currently add up to $17.5 million. So now the city has to work with their insurance to find out what is covered and if they'll still be eligible for federal funding through departments like the Federal Emergency Management Agency or the Natural Resource Conservation Service. You know, it's FEMA, NRCS, Federal Highways, and the Insurance Trust. And it kind of all keeps pointing back to insurance. All of them want to see our insurance policy. So again, it's no free money. (laughs) Williams says Moab City's insurance representatives will further evaluate damages next week. He expects the city to get more clarity on what will be covered within a month. Staff and council are already anticipating some gaps in their insurance coverage that also might not be eligible for federal funding. In that case, Mayor Joette Langanese says she's already working closely with state representatives on options. They're very willing to help. They um, have expressed to me that there is funding available at the state level. We'll probably need the council and myself to work closely with our state and with our lobbyists to see if we can try to get an appropriation specific to Moab to help cover those costs that are not going to be covered. There are major repairs needed. One council member asked about something they hoped could be done relatively quickly, reestablishing dirt paths along the parkway from 100 West to 500 West. Is there anything that can be done? put some road base down. Engineer Williams said, yes, it's doable, but... It's just, it honestly won't happen really soon. That's because there's the open question of funding and permits related to realigning the creek, plus other priorities like compromised pedestrian bridges and sidewalks, as well as finding permanent fixes for damaged water control infrastructure. I know everybody's anxious. I know everybody wants things to be back to normal. They're not. Mayor Langanese. As the city continues to work on repair and mitigation, she says it's important for locals and visitors to respect any closures along the parkway. The area from 500 west up to 100 west, it's devastated there. I mean, it looks horrible. And public safety is still a really important issue, and that's why we would prefer that people stay out of those areas until we can get in there and, and clean them up a little bit. But... Please be patient and follow the rules. When areas are closed, they're closed. We'll get back there. It's just going to be time. We've got a lot of other places that we can ride our bikes and walk besides downtown. We miss the parkway, though. It's, it's a very great asset to us. After hearing about the documented damages, the Moab City Council then adopted a hazard mitigation plan. It's the same as Grand County's, last updated in 2018. And it may help Moab City become eligible for certain federal funds. Although the plan was adopted with full support of the city council, member Ronnie Durasseri said she still wants more clarity about emergency management in general. 
Durasserie has been pushing this issue for years, especially when it comes to local emergency alert systems. In theory, during an emergency like a fire or flood, responders would send a message to Grand County Sheriff's Dispatch, and that message would then be sent out to residents. But according to the sheriff's office, dispatch did not receive a message the night of the August 20th flood to send out a warning. It's unclear if this system has ever been used for a flood or other natural disaster. Durasseri is still raising questions about Moab City's place in emergency mitigation. I would like to request um, a workshop um, soon for the council so that we can um, ask some questions about this plan, but then also have kind of a comprehensive discussion about emergency, um, our role in emergency planning as a city, so we can get more of a comprehensive overlook of what we have and what we're missing and um, what needs to be prioritized on what kind of timeline. Mayor Langanies did schedule a presentation from Grand County's emergency manager for last night's city council agenda. That position, however, is currently open. Grand County is hiring. Their staff says for the last couple years, the dispatch supervisor has been covering the emergency management position along with other staff. The county has the first round of application reviews for an emergency manager next week. Mayor Langanese says she hopes to hear from the county's emergency management department by October. The Colorado River is drying up, and the major cities in the West that depend on it are scrambling to boost their supplies and keep taps flowing. Climate change is already cutting into the amount they get from Mother Nature, which leaves those cities to turn to reusing the water they already have. KUNC's Alex Hager has more. Water reuse can feel like an odd proposition, especially when you consider where it was used before. The water that's flowing in here is coming from flush toilets and kitchen sinks and shower drains? Exactly. Rupam Sony does community outreach for the Metropolitan Water District of Southern California. They're betting on recycled water for the future. She's walking through a complicated setup of pipes and pumps that's pulling water from the sewage treatment plant next door and making it ready to drink. So now this water looks like what you expect water to look like. It's really clean and pure after this point. This agency needs as much clean and pure water as it can get. About 19 million people depend on it. Yeah, it's super exciting. It is going to make a substantial change. It's, it, it is going to provide a new supply. The treatment plant cleans up hundreds of millions of gallons every day. Right now, that water is pumped out into the ocean. But this new demo site we're touring shows how it can be cleaned even further and pumped back into municipal pipes at a large scale. David Jasby studies environmental engineering at UCLA. He says the technology is perfectly safe. The level of treatment that wastewater reuse entities use to recycle wastewater is far higher than what we apply to, like, you know, a river or groundwater. I mean, it's like orders of magnitude more intense and extensive. Jasby says it's not only safe, in the arid southwest, it's necessary. We're going to have to increase our local water supply. And one way we know how to do that is through recycling of our wastewater. So I don't think we have much choice. Water recycling is already in place in other communities, sometimes at a large scale. In Orange County, California, for example, they've been doing it for decades. Now, this facility near Los Angeles could see a huge development, one that'll cost more than $3 billion to build and more than $100 million to operate each year. Felicia Marcus says that steep cost is worth it. 
there's not a lot of economy other than it's expensive, but it's a smart investment. I mean, my view is that it'll be priceless in the future. Marcus has chaired California's Water Control Board and the Los Angeles Department of Public Works. She also ran a regional office for the Environmental Protection Agency. The reality we're in now won't exist under climate change. So we have to look at what's the economic cost of not having that water. She says recycled water's time has come. A new generation is ready to trust the technology and get over the, quote, yuck factor. And the decades-long drought that's shrinking the Colorado River has water agencies turning over every stone, looking for more. And Marcus says they're going to find it here. Those agencies are signaling their interest with their wallets. David Johnson is with the Southern Nevada Water Authority, which serves the Las Vegas metro area. I think it's really a perfect solution for Southern California, and I think it's a perfect opportunity for us to be able to partner too and uh, demonstrate that partnership in a tangible way. The deal will work like this. Johnson's agency in Nevada will put up $750 million to help pay for this recycling project in Southern California a facility that their customers will never use. But when Los Angeles is flush with more potable water, it won't have to draw down Colorado River reservoirs like Lake Mead, and that conserved water will be freed up for all of the people in Las Vegas. We would be able to actually not have to build any of that transportation infrastructure to be able to get water from one location to another. So it just makes a lot of sense to us. Back at the recycling demo site, Rupam Sony is hoping they can do more to get the public on board with the project, too, and get over any queasiness about drinking reused water. Soon, the agency could get permits to let people take a sip and try for themselves. Seeing is believing, but drinking is really believing. And across this parched region, with hundreds of millions of dollars coming from state and federal governments, it's likely that a lot more people will be seeing and drinking that reused water in the years to come. In Carson, California, I'm Alex Hager. This story is part of ongoing coverage of the Colorado River, produced by KUNC and supported by the Walton Family Foundation. And that's the KZMU News for Wednesday, September 14th. Get your community-powered journalism Monday through Friday at noon and 7. You can also find KZMU News anytime online at kzmu.org or wherever you listen to podcasts.